Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs, where we discover a new perspective by relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, your host. We will talk with people just like you about the lessons they learned from their dogs about God. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. We are blessed to welcome Dan Liberto to God and Our Dogs today. Dan Liberto is a life leadership coach and a real estate investor, as well as a mentor with a boy and a ball in San Antonio. I've known Dan for years and know him to be an effective, focused, and compassionate man. Welcome to God and Our Dogs, Dan Liberto. We are so happy to have you. Well, I'm happy to be here also, Meg. Well, you know what, Dan? I have a feeling that a lot of our listeners can really identify with you. You told me you don't really describe yourself as a dog person, quote unquote. But dogs have played an important role in various parts of your life. Um, tell us about your childhood dog flame. <laughs> well, that's childhood there. I'm going to be going back quite a ways for that, but we're going to give it a good go. You're exactly right. And before I tell you about flame, I just want to comment on the importance of what you said, because it really was stark. Because when you first told me what you were doing, I love you to death. And I was saying, that's great. I love your project and everything like that. In the back of my mind, I'm saying, she's never going to interview me because I'm not a dog person. Right. And so it wasn't until you told me your story that I, I started to realize and I started to think back. And the first one I thought back about was flame. And, and flame really wasn't anything extraordinary as a dog. In fact, we found him on the south side, out in the country. Thing was riddled with mange. It was a stray, obviously. And so for whatever reason, you know, I came from a family of uh, you know, seven siblings. And I'm guessing we were driving out there in the country and one of them said, can we take the dog home? <laughs> and so sure enough, you know, I don't know what my parents were thinking or my mom or whoever it was that we were with at the time, but the dog jumped in the station wagon with us and came home and became Flame because I named him. I don't know where that name came from. We talked a little bit about that, but, uh, but anyway, Flame, um, not an extraordinary dog, but here's the thing. When you told me, your project and what you were doing, I did actually think back about flame. And one of the memories I got of flame was, I just remember I used to sit in my garage and I would cry with flame. And I've never been a dog person. I've never been a put your arm around dog, but my dogs don't sleep with me. They don't sit on the sofa. They don't even come inside the house. (laughs) But uh, this dog um, I just remember sitting in our garage with my arm around and the dog smelt had mange and everything else. And I had my arms around and I was crying and, uh, your project took me back many, many years to really look into why, why. And I think about the, uh, the time frame. So the time frame was such that my dad, uh, passed away when I was 11. Okay. And uh, he, he, he passed from cancer, and in the young child's mind, he was at MD Anderson a lot. And so in the young child's mind, I kind of 
reconciled that as once he died, he's not dead. He's not gone. He's an MD Anderson, right? Yeah. yeah. And so as a child, that's how I was, I was reconciling all that. But it wasn't until I looked back so many years, thanks to you and your project, uh, Meg, that I realized the reason I was sitting there crying with this dog, this insignificant dog littered with mange, is because, because there was a hole in my heart. And as a young man, I didn't know what that hole was. I didn't understand the significance of a father. But I do know, I do know that one of the promises we have is uh, blessed are those who mourn because they will be consoled. And that's exactly what happened with Flame. That's, that's, that's where Flame was. Flame, me with my arm around Flame crying, it was consoling me into something I didn't even know why I was mourning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I just now, the thought occurred to me, so many, so many times names, we don't know where they come from, but Flame, what a great name, because so many times um, we refer to the Holy Spirit as fire, <laughs> okay? And so as, as Flame was consoling you, that spirit that he had, um, and that, that Flame that he had in his inside of him was transferring to you. And that, that may have been God there. Yeah, it may have been. In fact, I got a bone to pick with the Holy spirit now because I took a lot of ribbing over that name when I was a kid, <laughs> but you provided, so you provided a new perspective on it. And I like that. Well, that's great. I love it. Well, the next dog was a few years after that, quite a few years, quite a few years. Yeah. And uh, so tell us a little bit about ginger. So Ginger, I don't know how our family got into the dog rescue business, but Ginger was another one we picked up from, um, um, whatever you call them, the dog shelters, okay? Nobody wanted them. And so Ginger was a, a lab. I think it had some uh, chow in her also because of the uh, uh, distinct markings on her tongue. And But other than that, I don't know. Uh, but this dog came home, and when she, the, her initial reactions to us was, you know, she would flinch, you know, she was not comfortable around us. And that led us to believe that she was probably abused in some level uh, or form. Yeah. But uh, again, your project prompted me to look back at Ginger. And now this is not a, this is not a new thought. I often thought about this, not to the level. Um, so we're, uh, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm thinking about it uh, at a much deeper level or much broader level, I should say. But Ginger came to us at a time where I was stepping into fatherhood. I, you know, I already had children, young children, but I was stepping into fatherhood. And, and like so many dads out there, I had no idea what the heck I was doing, right? And so, uh, again, given with your project, I, I look back at Ginger and I see all of the exciting things that I was able to witness from that dog. Um, patience was certainly one of them. And patience was one of, was not one of my virtues when I started as a father. And, uh, this dog had all the patience in the world, but, but this dog also stayed home. And that was a weird thing. Cause when we first got the dog, uh, the biggest concern I had was, oh my gosh, you know, we got five acres here. We're going to put a fence around the whole five acres. What, how do we do that? Well, you know, we got the dog, brought her home, and she pretty much stayed on the porch. 
Wow. And um, after about a week, two weeks, three weeks, I said, well, we don't need a fence. <laughs> so this dog just stayed home. She would just, she was always there. And uh, it, it was a, it was an amazing thing. She had some other good qualities too. She, you told me she was loyal mm-hmm. and uh, was a protector as well. She was the thing with the Lord and fatherhood. Okay. I think there's uh, four things that make a father a father. We know this from, we know this from looking at our heavenly father, right? The first thing is provision. And this dog provided for us because uh, I'll t- we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but she'd take off and go hunt and bring some of her kill back and put it on our porch. I'm just kidding. That, I mean, she actually did that, but uh, that's not the provision I'm talking about. The provision I'm talking about is she provided security for us and our family because we lived out in the country, out in the middle of nowhere. And this dog, if a car would just change, you know, accelerate or decelerate, just to change in the motion or the, the, the sound of the motor, this dog would step up and start barking. If it slowed down in front of the house, he'd start barking. Now, if it just drove by, is no big deal. But that provided us security. And which leads into the second thing where Ginger was our protector. You know, you couldn't get anywhere near our house with the dog without the dog letting you know it. Now, the funny thing is the dog would bark from 20 feet away. (laughs) It wasn't a attack dog, but it lets you know somebody was out there. right? Right. Well, the other thing is the path. You know, the path, that's the other thing we get from our Heavenly Father. So we got the provision, we've got uh, protection, and we've got the path. And that's what this dog provided. This dog gave me a perfect uh, model of fatherhood because he was, she was always around the house. She was always circling the family. And that's what fathers are supposed to do. And then the uh, last thing uh, that we get from our Heavenly Father is providence and I did not realize this dog gave me providence until your project. Ah, well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you kind of alluded to Ginger having some um, interesting deposits on your front porch, and (laughs) we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to talk a little bit with our listeners about the treat we have for them here at God and Our Dogs. We're listening to Dan Liberto, and we're so glad to have him with us. And you listeners, as soon as you get home, I don't want you to do this while you're driving in your car. You need to go to GodAndOurDogs.com and you need to enter to win because we're going to have a one lucky listener win an Amazon gift card this month. And you can do that on our website at GodAndOurDogs.com. And that's made all possible by our wonderful sponsors, Wheelers Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. So go to GodInOurDogs.com and enter, and you could be a lucky winner. And it'll be announced on our website at the end of the month. Well, this is Meg Greer, and we're here on God and Our Dogs with Dan Liberto, who lives here in Bernie. He's a life leadership coach and a real estate investor. And you've been telling us about Flame and a more recently, about Ginger. So tell us a little bit about some of the more challenging sides of Ginger. <laughs> well, it's amazing you can keep those names straight. I have trouble. Uh, I have trouble naming those kids. In fact, I've, I've called my kids Flame and Ginger throughout the years. I don't know. See, you're just rolling Call the roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
One of the things I'm, I kind of talked about earlier is Ginger, we didn't know this. She stayed around the house at all times. We never had to put up a fence. The dog was always, always, always there. And uh, she would greet us when we got home. But what we didn't know is uh, in the evening, the dog would disappear. Of course, we're not dog people. The dog wasn't inside watching, you know, stream series with us or anything like that. So we had no idea that she would drift and what she would do she would go hunting and we didn't know this until one night Jackie and I went out for a walk and the dog would always come with us even though we had a, a leash law the dog would come with us and we never put her on a leash because she would just walk next to us it, the dog was a real blessing but um, this particular night we saw a little a little fawn come out from underneath the uh, uh, evergreen bush oh boy and Jackie <laughs> you know where this is going so, so Jack and I, oh, look, it's, it's so cute. And we weren't even thinking. So we walk over to this, to this, to this, uh, uh, cedar tree where this, where this fawn had just popped out of and our, our black ginger dog took off running after the, 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 uh, this little fawn. And this, he was chasing or she was chasing it all over the place. And we were horrified. We had no idea this actually goes on. And, you know, maybe that's a lesson in life. There's a lot of things that go on that you're not really aware. Yeah, there are. (laughs) Yeah. Until you actually see him face up. But anyway, that showed us a different, a different side, a different nature to, uh, Ginger. And it just showed us that regardless of who you are, you, uh, you can't, you can't deny your nature. And that showed me also from our Heavenly Father that He has a nature, and He has a nature that is so dependable that you can count on it. It's so faithful. He is absolutely uh, so faithful. And then, um, yeah, that's, that, was, that was an interesting uh, step into, uh, into Ginger's nightlife, I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> country nightlife. Country nightlife. And we're not yeah. talking about the two-step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the last dog I think people can really identify with is Bear. Yeah. And Bear really wasn't your dog. <laughs> your Bear was your daughter's dog that you got to take care of. Yeah, Bear was uh, a lot of fun. Not. So, um, yeah, there, Bear was uh, my daughter's dog and totally untrained, an absolute beautiful dog. Uh, but this dog was totally untrainable, and this dog, you know, Ginger was one that, you know, the Lord promises that uh, he will keep you from evil, and he'll give you a, a solid ground to step onto, and that's exactly, that's exactly what uh, Ginger provided. Bear, a different phase, Bear steps into the phase of my life I would call the prodigal, and so, um, I kind of, you know, I had been some, you know, spent so much time raising girls and done everything for the family. And I don't want your, your uh, listeners to think this was a midlife crisis because it wasn't, it was me just wanting to start and create something myself, but I created my own crisis. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Dan, we're here with Dan Liberto. And I think that um, definitely we all can identify with creating our own crises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this dog exemplified exactly that because from day one, this dog uh, showed up, no discipline. Did that, that, that gate where that fence we never had to put up for ginger. Oh my gosh. We needed, uh, we needed restraints and everything, constraints and everything else for, for bear. So we did actually put up an invisible fence uh, 
And the amazing thing is the first day we went out there to test this invisible fence, the, the dog backed away like it's supposed to, backed away like it's supposed to, and everything was fine. Then all of a sudden, bolted right through it, and you could just hear him yelping all the way down the road as he continued Ow. to run toward freedom. But, you know, that was a message to me that uh, was there or was there not doing the same thing with my Heavenly Father? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. Uh, borders are good. Yeah. Invisible absolutely. fences can be good. How do you see God in that? Well, so that's, that's what I was kind of saying is in this period in my life, that's exactly what I had done. The crisis I had created is I had run through my invisible fence, the, uh, the values, all the, all the values and the foundation and the belief system that the Lord had established me during the uh, ginger period and the fatherhood, I'd started to chuck a little bit about uh, a little bit of that in this prodigal phase. And I saw that in ginger. I mean, this dog used to run, I mean, he'd, we'd go chase him down just like a heavenly father chases us down. Right. And you could just see, you know, it's the funniest thing in the world. You could see this little white head popping up through all the uh, weeds as they go running through. And, uh, you know, that's me. That was, that was me during that period, you know, popping up, you know, every once in a while checking, you know, Lord, is he still there? Is he still there? I'm doing my own thing. Is he still there? Is he still there? I'm doing my own thing. But it was a real blessing because sometimes you don't realize the things that you're doing and how they impact you and how they, how they impact your relationship Mm -hmm. with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And when you said that bear broke through the invisible fence and yelped down the road as he ran towards freedom, is that really running towards freedom? No, the fact that he was yelping indicates it was not running toward freedom. <laughs> and so, um, but, but that's the thing. We, we, we get this vision in our, in our heads about what is best, you know, but we know that uh, we try to plan our own steps, but the Lord really plans those steps. And he puts lights on the steps that he wants you to do. And so this was clearly a phase uh, where I was a prodigal and the interesting thing is it, the first two dogs with Flame and Ginger, I think like we talked, uh, I could clearly see the, uh, the nature of the Lord. I could see that in Bear, I was seeing myself. Isn't that interesting how we can see different reflections uh, based on where we are in our lives and maybe who God puts in our life? Yeah. It may not be people. It could be a dog. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That mirror of what we're going through. We're here with Dan Liberto, life leadership coach in Bernie. And, you know, uh, it just seems to me that in you're talking about fatherhood, there's one other thing that fathers do do, and that's all about sacrifice. And you talked a little bit about your story with Ginger and her, um, what she did towards the end of her life that was a blessing to your family. Yeah, so this was kind of a sad period because, you know, again, <clears throat> we weren't really uh, cozy with Ginger all the time and stuff like that. But, but I th- in fact, I, th- I think you asked me a question and thing. You said, what would Ginger say that you were as a pet owner? And I think I used the word disengaged or something like that. <laughs> but but we, did, we did enjoy Ginger. And this is kind of a sad era because go- toward the end of her life, there was one day toward the end, she was just moving slower and slower and slower. And uh, one day she was just having trouble getting up. And so Jackie and uh, one of my daughters actually picked her up, put her in the car and took her to the vet. And what the vet said was, 
that she was experiencing something they is normal with the old age that uh, it was going to get to the point where she wouldn't be able to stand at all and so it, he recommended that we put her down you know you need to talk about putting her down and i'll be honest with you you know pet people think about that stuff in advance non-pet people don't and the worst thing about that is i was out of town when it happened and so uh, Jackie and my daughter, they came home and called me and said, oh, we're going to have to put her down. Well, the beauty of this dog is that, and totally unexpected, is Jackie laid her down with her food and everything and a little pad and made her comfortable. Well, the next morning when we came outside on the porch where she was laying, she was nowhere to be found. And so that, I came back into town that day, that afternoon, and I went looking everywhere, and I never saw any remnant of that dog anywhere. I joke around with my family to this day. Maybe, maybe Isaiah, you know, picked him up in a chair, flaming chair. Elijah, you mean? Elijah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, picked her up and a uh, flaming chariot, right? Yeah. And so, but never found a, never saw buzzard circling, never saw anything, and to this day, we've never found any remnant of that dog. And uh, the amazing, and we did look. I know, I know people are thinking, okay, they're not pet people. Did they really look? <laughs> but we did. We looked quite a bit. And I was, uh, we looked so much, I was kind of worried what we were going to find with my daughters. But that just shows you, or it reflected to me, the uh, sacrificial nature of our Father. You know, Christ on the cross. Uh, it's just, it just totally unexpected, undeserved. But boom, it's there, right there for all of us. And uh, we would not have known how to move forward and putting this dog down. And it's like, okay, well, they just kind of knew we weren't prepared for that, knew we weren't equipped for that. And, you know, it's just a sacrificial nature. So that was a, that was a tough period for us. Yeah, I think that part of our relationship with our dogs is the most difficult part for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here with Dan Liberto who is here in Bernie and is a life leadership coach and a real estate investor. One of the things I think that's really interesting about what you're doing, and I'd like to, for our listeners to hear more about it, because I think it, it goes very well with what you've talked about and the importance of fatherhood and having boundaries, and that is a boy with a ball. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I would be happy to tell you about Boy with a Ball. So one of the things I've done with leadership is I, I've seen the importance of youth leadership, right? So we have, you know, this new generation that's coming up um, that needs guidance, right? We're certainly not getting it from the influences we have around us. And so during this period of my focus on youth, and actually that actually started with my girls, uh, the importance of bringing them up knowing the Lord. Right. And so it gets back to the four things of, of fatherhood is providing for, for them, um, uh, protecting them, showing them path and introducing them to the Lord. Right. And so this was a key thing. Well, in this time period, I ran across a wonderful young man by the name Sergio, and he's the executive director of Boy with a Ball. And I found out more about their organization. And the amazing thing they do is they are a leadership factory. And what I mean by that is they grow up leaders in starting in, in uh, junior high and they get kids to be mentored by high school students and then they just roll that off and they continue to grow them together. And it was a fantastic thing and their whole goal is to equip our youth, which is our future leaders, 
equip our youths for truth. Wow, that's neat. So if people are interested in finding out more about this organization, how would they do that? Yeah, they're always looking for, obviously, donations. They're looking for mentors. They're looking for people to step in with wisdom to help guide their youth. But it, the best way to get in touch with them is you can go to boywithaball.com, find out more about them, or you can send an email directly to San Antonio at boywithaball.com because there's a, there's a San Antonio and there's also one in Atlanta, and they have an international mission as well. Wow. That's really awesome. Well, Dan Liberto, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fun uh, to hear about your dogs, but what I've enjoyed the most is the life lessons that you've been vulnerable enough to share with us um, about those dogs. And um, this is Meg Greer. Uh, You've been listening to God and Our Dogs, and we're so grateful for your listenership. And we know that you might have some interesting stories about your dogs. And if you do, please go to um, godandourdogs.com or you can email us at stories at godandourdogs.com. If you'd like to listen again, it's available on your podcast site and we'll be here next week here on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. So please join me, Meg Greer, next week for God and Our Dogs for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay.